welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Mm-hmm. And look who's sitting across from me, Mr. Razor Ramon Torres himself, also known as Wilson. Wilson finally decides he wants to come to a podcast in the day it snows three inches in Chicago, and I have to drive an hour out to the goddamn suburbs to record this goddamn wretched podcast. Hey, young world. Mm, sounds nice and spicy. Hey, young world. Smooth as ever. <laughs> Brett Bauer, you've been replaced. Welcome to the West Suburbs. Is this technically the West Suburbs? It is actually a West Suburb. Northwest Suburbs? Uh, which is West. It's West. I think it's West. West. Thank due you. West of Chicago. Due, due West. west. Well, very, very due West. We have, uh, we have cleaned up the holiday season. About to, well, I guess we're about to clean up the holiday season with, uh, with the New Year's Eve coming very soon. Don't, don't let me leave the store without uh, buying any champagne, Wilson. And or wine. And some bourbon. And bourbon. And stealing the bourbon uh, behind me that's the 10-year anniversary of this little place called Booker's. And the Rock Hill. I, I will not allow that. And, oh. the, and that Rock Hill. You can leave the Rock Hill. And that Rock Hill, that's what I'm saying. We should see if they have any Traverse City. <laughs> Rock Hill stays? <laughs> any Traverse City? Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that accomplice voice. What's that? Complicit voice? Is yeah, it complicit, a, I think. It's a complicit voice. He's an accomplice of ours, too. I, I, if I may. Please, introduce love, our guest. I would love to We are sitting in his guests. office. We are. Mm-hmm. It's a grand office, if I may. Okay. Um, There's a lot of kinky mirrors on the wall. A lot of kinky mirrors. That's... That's what we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we achieved it. And there is uh, a lot of 50 mLs, mm-hmm. yes, but yes. very cool collection. Um, no, honestly, with all due respect, I really would, I really do find a pleasure to introduce Steve Malloy of Malloy's Finest. Um, yeah, it, I've met Steve. Uh, what would you say, maybe six months ago, Steve? Yeah, yeah right? over the summer sometime. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, I think we spent a good couple hours together. And ever since then, um, he has become uh, not just a relationship on the business end, but I really feel that we've been able to bounce off ideas of one another and and um, get a gauge of what the market is like outside of Chicago because of him. Um, at least I've been able to. So, with all due res- with all. In a long-winded way of saying. Long-winded saying. <laughs> long story shorter, mm. ladies and gentlemen, Steve Malloy. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for... Appreciate you guys coming out. Thanks for supporting to... this before we were even, you know, <laughs> reps in your stores. For really. sure. Yeah. 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 I always love that. Yeah. yeah. I heard about you guys right. through the grapevine. Mm. Look at that. What grapevine was that? Uh, the uh, vino the... downstairs. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, the Jessica club? Dean's grapevine, I think, initially. Uh, most likely. Wasn't the whiskey yeah. club circuit? No, <laughs> most likely Jessica Dean. Yeah. I would give I would give kudos and credit to Jessica Dean for that. Yes. So I give a shout out to, to Jessica as well. We ran into she each other on the brown line about two weeks ago. She was mm-hmm. coming off and I was going on and like, hey, hey, and gave her a hug and both of our significant others looked at each other. Why are our husband and my girlfriend hugging a hugging a guy on the platform. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's my friend Jess. You know, you don't have to explain as you're trying yeah. to get on the train. You're trying to get right. off the train. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's my friend Jess. Yeah. Works for second more. Like, like, she's been to the house uh, before. Yeah, right. Yeah. Real quick bodily exchange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are you that hugging sounds... this bitch? What? Wow. Yeah, that's it. It could. I mean, it could be construed that way. Hmm. Not calling her that. Just saying. Well, so, yeah. Jessica, don't listen to this. Don't listen to this, Jessica. Yeah. Omit that. Back, back, to, back to the whiskey, I guess. Or back to the <laughs> back to Steve. The retail of everything with Malloy's finest. Oh, here we are. There here we is. are. Well, Steve, what uh, 
I don't even know where to begin with all this stuff. I guess it's kind of been for you a whole family affair yeah. with this store and with this chain. Um, yep. Very cool store. More, more than just the three stores that you have now, but going back to six originally. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my grandpa started everything just as uh, as prohibition was repealed. Actually, before prohibition, um, he was the uh, uh, county distributor for Anheuser Busch. Oh. And uh, I don't think I told you that before. No, I don't think I know. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was just distributing, dropping off bags of dry grain, you know, to people's houses, and uh, you know, I don't know what you're doing with your bathtubs. It's fine. <laughs> you know, just do do what you will. I can keep and, a secret. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. Pay for the bag of uh, of stuff, and and off we go. Um, yeah. So as soon as uh, prohibition was repealed, he had had an inn, mm. and um, yeah, he got right in and started a little store in uh, downtown Glen Ellyn. That has since uh, closed. It's now like an Einstein Bagels, I think. Perfect. Right by the tracks. As and, everything uh, should. Right, exactly. <laughs> Circle <of> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, eventually he branched out to six stores under the Saveway banner. Okay. And, uh, um, and then he passed it on to my dad and my uncle mm-hmm. who were running things. And then uh, and as my brother and I and my cousins came up, it was kind of too many cooks in the kitchen and uh it was just you know it was a good time to split and so we split the six stores three and three and uh and here we are as you know we split off as Malloy's finest wine spirits and uh they they retain the saveway name uh-huh. um so they're in oakbrook save uh oakbrook st charles in geneva and now we're don't promote them don't. but yeah we don't uh, <laughs> They're they're somewhere else. And we are in Glen Ellen, mm. Naperville, mm. and Lyle, and Lyle. Illinois. Lyle. There you go. With an S. That's Lyle right. Lissel. Yes. Lissel. So did he apply for um, his retailer license after prohibition? I'm I'm not sure exactly what the uh, what the what the the chain of events was. Mm. There there is a framed. Um, license at the Oakbrook Saveway office. I'm, I got to get a, uh, a shot of that. Um, <laughs> Listeners, go there and get a shot. Of yeah, right. Post exactly. it online, please. Post it Break online. into the upstairs office. And, you know, um, a true challenge. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. Exactly. I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, he he got in. He, yeah, he got in right away. And you know, there've been a bunch of a uh, bunch of people, employees, and not that have yeah. been like you know you know your your grandpa probably had a Tommy gun in his trunk. You know, he was he was in with you know, he used to live in River Forest. He was in with, you know. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. My grandma used to get her hair done with one of the prominent yeah. uh, gangster wives. I didn't know oh, that. Wow. But anyhow. This oh, is getting Park a little no, I love it. Beautiful area. This is getting thick. Beautiful, beautiful. No, I think yeah. it's, it's the be- it's the the it's the, the reason history. we started this podcast is to tell a story behind yeah. it. All yeah. these I love this. Bottles, yeah. all of these people yeah. that you know, it's there's a rich, deep history that goes For into sure. America with alcohol. Let's what? just say he probably, you know, he probably knew people that knew people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what I we'll, leave it at, we'll leave it at that because, you know. Understandable. Understandable. They may have gone legit, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Maybe. So those first, Maybe. that first store, was he selling all sorts of liquor or is it just wine-based or what it was, was it? Yeah, the first store was basically like a... Super old school, you know, standing in front, one person standing in front of a counter, everything behind you. Yeah. What do you want? With the bit, like I said, it's right by, it was right by the tracks. Mm-hmm. So it was, you, you know, the bushel, you all the, at the, the time in the thirties, Yep. you know, all the husbands getting off the train after work and, you know, they need their pint of this, whatever mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. A little candy for the kids as well. Probably. Right. There you go. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Any photo trip. references at all that you may be um, we, We've looked into it and they're um, st- still got to still got to ferret out some of that stuff. Sweet. I'm sure there's. Cool. Uh, Glen Ellen keeps a good historical record, so I'm That's sure that there's cool. some pictures. <laughs> yeah. And so then, did your father jump right into that yeah. as well? He follow suit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. I, my understanding is in the '60s, he and my uncle were thick into it. Okay. So they were they were like in their 20s then. All right. So yeah, my uncle went to business school, and my dad just did um, undergrad stuff. Undergrad stuff, and then you know, right to. Um, Right to the business. So I'm guessing back then they're probably selling a lot of clear spirits, a lot of wine as well. For sure. Yeah. 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 They had the, they had their name brand stuff too, like the, uh, you know, the Saveway brand, whatever. Oh, you know. Yeah. Really? We still have a, Do you have anything? Oh, Steve is up reaching for a bottle. Yeah. Here's a gin. <laughs> a Saveway oh, gin. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Very cool. This is EM since 1933. That is. So Where's cool. that still, Wilson? Check that label out. Yeah. See where that see what bathtub that Someone's was. Someone's bathtub. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yep. It looks like my Aunt Vera's bathtub. I'm not saying anything. Let's just open it. That is Let's so see what it does. cool. So <laughs> was it your uncle and your father who started to do the expansion of the stores? Or was your grandpa already doing that? Um he was involved into the mid eighties. Okay. Um so let's see, our Naperville store opened in nineteen eighty. Hmm. Um, so I store? think that was store number seven. So originally there were eight stores. They've since they they had closed two of okay. them over the course of time, but they retained the, the numbers, just for reference, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it you know come 1980 he was kind of stepping out and just kind of you know needed somewhere to go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, getting he was in his 80s then. Right, right. So it's just kind of. Wake up, go to the office, pull a couple hours. Do they have any like a romantic appeal to selling alcohol, or for them was it just a business? Um, because I know, like for my, me personally, I like to romanticize my my mom's side of the family that owned a restaurant. I was started as a candy kitchen actually, hmm. and then it transformed into like a burger spot, and right. kind of just became like your your household neighborhood diner for a small town in Iowa, um, and still maintain a candy kitchen for the whole fifty nine years of his existence. Mm-hmm. But I know my grandpa hated every day of his life <laughs> working there. <laughs> but he was just a sour man that survived World War II. And just kind of after right. that, come back and he finishes high school at 18. You're like, what am I supposed to do with my life now? It's like, just defeated Hitler. <laughs> you know? Just defeated Just to free, just, to free just, just freed people from concentration camps, you know? And having graduated yeah, high next? school yet. Yeah, yeah. What are you supposed yeah. to do now? Um, and for us, it's like all of his grandchildren. I think even for my mom and her brothers and sisters, it was the place where we all grew up at. It was that family circle, that safe place um, that had a lot of charm and appeal to it. Like every, I remember like every pickle I tasted from there, every uh, box of candy I stole from <laughs> from the cabinet, you know, and like every every malt that malt shape that I had and everything like that. It's it's still on the tip, tip of my tongue and still my memory very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, you know, for my grandma, I was like, well, she'd stopped becoming, she stopped being a nurse. She didn't pursue becoming a doctor to help run the restaurant with mm. my grandfather and my grandfather mm-hmm. worked there every day until it shut down and hated every minute of it. Mm. <laughs> so you I don't know, maybe if your family enjoyed their business. Right. I, I don't know how romantic they felt it was, mm. but I think, I mean, at the time in the sixties, seventies, I mean, it was just kind of family business. I think it was kind of understood like this is. Mm-hmm. where you're going to go. 
Like this is the mantle you carry. You know what I mean? Um, not to say that they didn't appreciate it. I mean, I think my I think my dad had a, had a great time. Mm. Um, he was definitely super gregarious, and yeah. you know, he. I mean, he used to tell me in the in the before everybody had exclusivity agreements with the brands. It was you know you could pin one against the other like oh this one's selling Seagrams at what you know this one's selling Seagrams at whatever price mm. and just kind of have fun talking to each salesman and yeah. sitting down and you know and he loved getting to know um know all the reps and everything so yeah i mean i think i think in that way he i don't think he was super passionate about spirits but i think he was super passionate about um people mm-hmm. and about getting to know people and about being a part of the neighborhood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and that kind of angle so community yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. Well, exactly. I think you haven't wavered from that. No, at all, Steve, no I don't think I so. Saying. Although yeah. I've picked up the incredible passion for spirits. Right. Yeah. I've I've kind of added that to my uh, my arsenal, yeah. <laughs> my personal. I wonder because, like, yeah, I mean, sitting down with you, you can tell there's a real passion for. You know, we have fifty bottles of whiskey in front of us on the table, and I'm sure you can tell a story We're about surrounded. You. Yeah. yeah, we are surrounded. We are They're all surrounded. looking at us. Yeah, don't yeah. D- don't look at us when we leave. Right. <laughs> Just keep your eyes down. Well, watch him. Fine. He's Mexican, so I know. what? Shit. Ashley Wilson got a new tattoo. Everybody, he has a new nine millimeter tattoo on his neck. <laughs> He just has to wink and cock the gun. There you go. Yeah. There, there you go. go. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> just the idea, man. Oh. So for your father, was he trying to build that foundation, that community in every store that he built um, from beginning? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think I think it was more difficult in, in different places. Like I said, he, they had a store in Joliet that they ended up closing. Um, and then the other one that closed was the downtown Glen Ellen one that was just... Okay. It was too small for its, um, you know, they, they opened this store in Glen Ellen right on Roosevelt um, to kind of branch out um, and close that one sometime, I, I think, around the early 80s. I'm pretty sure I've dined pre- at Einstein Bagels before. Right. Was that? I'm pretty sure I've dined at Einstein Bagels nice. before. Actually, was think- there a hint of... Mm-hmm. Vodka. Yes. Gin, actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah, some Safeway nice. gin was in the back. A little there. juniper. No. I think we actually ate there the day be, the day of uh, our World Whiskey Day virtual tasting we did over at the beer cellar. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. What a, <laughs> what a day that was. Yeah. We succeeded on that one, though. We don't, pulled through we don't and persevered. Speak about that. So oh, you, that was you, good. It was you, good. you mentioned that there was first Safeway. When did, who made the decision and why to go from Safeway? to Malloy's um like I mean I, th- I think my dad and my uncle kind of had different models in mind for where the business was going and then that kind of dovetailed with my brother Rob and I coming up in the business and my cousins uh, Emmett and Mary Claire coming up and then it was just kind of like you know there's gonna be too many people here's a good opportunity to you know maybe split off and do our own thing um, but, uh, you know, no animosity at all. We still, yeah, you know, get yeah. together on holidays and stuff sure. and still have a, have a, have a family, yeah. uh, um, group chat going and stuff. That's cool. <laughs> but, just, uh, but I yeah, just, I think it was just, you know, getting more breathing room and, you know, you I guys just, want to do your own thing yeah, this just, way and we'll do it a little bit different, but I just love the fact that you guys went with your surname. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I yeah, I remember cool. that. That was that was something I'll cherish. Like when when we split off uh, for my brother and I, it was like 
we get a chance to like really work with our dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to jump at the chance. Like my brother had been to, um, graduate school for his, his business degree and stuff. It was like, you know, he had some other options and it was like, Oh, Oh, well there's this over here. Like let's, yeah, let's pursue you know, this. here's, here's a good, great opportunity. Like, yeah. you know, we can, you know, the family thing and everything. And, um, you know, and so, and so we joined up and, and, uh, you know, unfortunately my dad passed away like a year and a half after that. Um, just as we were opening our, uh, our Lyle store was almost ready to open. Um, and, uh, you know, but he got to, he got to see a lot of that through. We got to, you know, have him rub off on us. I mean, really all our lives. I mean, we were, you know, if, if the government isn't listening to this, we were, I mean, we were, we were working before 16, like, you know, canning six packs and stuff, and, you know, um, it's, it's, it's Any in our blood. true family business. It's, yeah. Come that. on. Come all on. It's, it's in our like blood, that, you know? Yeah. yeah. We would be around the stores all the time, but you know, by the same token, it wasn't. Uh, alcohol had kind of lost its mystique too so we weren't mm-hmm. like 19 you know 18 19 whatever in high school like yeah. oh what's it like to you know let's get trashed and like eh, yeah eh, right. we've been around this all the time it, it is funny how you watch movies from like the 80s and 90s and there'd be like a bottle of like bourbon i was actually mm-hmm. watching a rerun of uh tool time there okay or home improvement whatever yeah. it's right right and oh, yeah oh, oh. you know it's all like this manly man show and they're at a, yeah. at a bar and playing pool and they're like it's that brown liquor, man. It makes you talk funny. And like, all that brown juice. They don't even call it whiskey or bourbon because no. there, there was no popularity to it. There was no right. foundation right. built around it. People went and bought their white label beam. People went yeah. and bought Jack Daniels. Yep. But they were investing time and energy and resources into purveying and building up a back bar in their house and getting all these local local brands and smaller brands we have here on the table with us um, to have on their back bar and show off to mm-hmm. their friends and taste with other people. There wasn't a passion built around it. It was just right. a, a means of getting drunk. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a means to an end, right? Yeah. It was put your liver through yeah, the ringer. Here you for go. Sure. Yeah. There's no, there's no bread identity whatsoever yeah. to it. When did you really jump in to the store? Uh, what year was that? Um... Man, I started pretty much full time in the early 2000s, like 2002. Okay. Um, I was out in the Naperville store for a few years mm. working full time. Um, that was something that my dad wanted, you know, really like just, you know, he didn't think it was right to just like, you know, not be familiar with all facets of the business and not be, um, you know, jump right to corporate you know you know also jump right to the ivory tower you know what i mean right not that you know whatever um not that it's so ivory or a tower um (laughs) i see a lot i see a lot of ivory and there's a bit of a tower there's a bit of a tower right here definitely is a skylight here um (laughs) great mirrors um kinky it's kind of like it i mean i I didn't design it i'd like to say i did anyway um It's very sexy. <laughs> I digress. Uh, no, so t- in the 2000s. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I started off. in the in the stores back then. And then, um, like I said, when the opportunity came to split the business in two, it was like, wow, this yeah. is great. This is a great opportunity. This is great. You know, I've been coming up. At the same time, my brother had been also mm-hmm. um, working in several stores at once. Um, so he was pretty familiar with the operation. And, uh, you know, we kind of seized the opportunity. And split in, I think it was late 2005. Okay. So, um, yeah. And then and then we we actually, we owned a store in Carroll Stream at the time um, that was, had sold to Arminetti's mm-hmm. and is now a uh, 
a gas station. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, you know, time sh- marches on, right? I should have probably prefaced to with everybody who's not from Chicago. These are all Chicago suburbs, we're saying, when we say Carroll yes, Street. Yeah, sir. yeah, sorry for everybody out there who's um, we're neglecting that's not in Chicago land. But yes, these are all suburbs of Chicago, so western suburbs mostly right, as well. Right. Yep. We're talking about um, the store building, the name of the store, the foundation of this company really building in the western suburbs, as Wilson mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So we so we sold off the one store to essentially, you know, open the other in Lyle. So and then we still uh, man, we're going on fifteen years there. Wow. Yeah. What what went into deciding where you would open up your next? Um, I mean, my my dad had a had a huge hand in that. Um, hooked up to, with a realtor, and uh, yeah, we saw a few, quite a few different spaces, and that was the one. That was uh, it was an established um, uh, grocery store prior to us moving in there, okay. and uh, just had had the right amount of uh, traffic going by every day, okay. and uh, you know it was a nice like thoroughfare right there, okay. um, really good like high quality. Um, it's like an anchor on the on the on the mall there, um, so it was it was just you know kind of a a gem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, cool. there so, and it was a it was a vanilla box too. So we had to build out everything, uh. and built out the cooler, built out you know everything. So, um, but yeah, and 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 thankfully, you know, my dad had a hand in that. Like I said, he he passed like halfway through the development, but we had everything set. Yeah. So we kind of carried through, and you know, had a big kickoff party, and like <laughs> I said, we've you know we're that was two thousand and seven. So we're going on you know, fifteen years next year. Fifteen wow. years. Yeah. You mentioned your dad loved those personal relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember at all what it was like having salespeople come in the store back then, um, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. to what it's turned into today. Like how, how has retail changed, if, it, if at all, when it comes to that relationship of Good you question. getting new brands on the shelf, people coming in and educating you about the brands you have on the shelf or something new that's in the market? I think, well, um, to your latter point, I think there's a lot more education being done now. Right. Um, previously, I think it was maybe more FaceTime mm-hmm. um, with the bigger bigger distributors, and it was part more part of their part of their day to go around and kind of wait their turn right. to actually get FaceTime to sit and take an order. I think now it's more, you know over the phone, email, whatever. I think it's more smaller brands now that um, are really getting a leg up. Um, uh, <laughs> having, you know, striving for the FaceTime and getting it hmm. because they have interesting products and they have a, uh, a leg to stand on with the, you know, with the juice they're producing and with the stories and with the, um, uh, you know, with, with the spirit that's going into the bottles. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's changed quite a bit, honestly. I mean, I think, it, I think it's kind of shifted to the, um, to the go-getters, mm. um, the, the, the relationships in my opinion. I mean, I still have great relationships with a lot of the reps with, you know, the bigger distributors. Um, but a lot of it's just kind of by rote too. It's just like, I need this, 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 this. Right. Okay. Um, there's definitely like, oh, come try this, you know, new exciting product, but it's, it's not quite the same as, um, as a, as a scrappy, smaller, 
business, a smaller distillery that's like really like, you know, waging everything on this bottle. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Try it. Here's the juice. It's amazing. Was a lot of, um, I would say the previous generations of salespeople, was it more relying on a Rolodex you got handed off to you and just going and visiting those accounts? I think, I th- oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think, I think it was, I think there was definitely an, imp- an impersonal quality to it. Mm. Mm. Um, it was more, it was more, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, my dad, what I saw from my, what my dad conducted, I think he was probably unique because he really kept it. Um, I mean, from all the salesmen I've heard since is like, he was he was special okay. among among the bunch um that he kept it really personal he kept it warm he mm-hmm. kept it not you know <laughs> get the hell out of my store cuz yeah, you yeah. you know you may have missed whatever right, you right. misordered this week i don't want to see you for a month what you know whatever yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you hear it through the grapevine <laughs> like, whatever um i i i think i think above all he he saw that you know just guys doing their job. Like it's not, it doesn't serve them to, to, to screw us over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, got to see him the next week. You know, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't do any good. Yeah. I think it's um, a good point to make. And for people who listen to this podcast, who are just somebody who buys whiskey and drinks whiskey and likes whiskey. Um, what Steve is referencing a lot is that we'll go into stores as reps, salespeople, brand ambassadors. And let's say you didn't show up to last week's Tuesday meeting, Wednesday meeting of when you take orders and I wanted some bottle from you, and now it's all gone. Some places will hold a grudge against you for that, tell you to leave. They aren't very nice about it. They'll ignore <laughs> you. Um, and then this weird relationship is built, or no one will give you the time of the day who can actually make a decision at certain stores and just ask you, like, oh, can you come back later? You leave a card. Your card's never seen by the person that it needs to be seen by. <laughs> and you come back a week or two later, and sometimes you get the same runaround. And it's just constant um, effort a lot of perseverance to keep going back to those accounts. And I think Eric and I were talking about it on a previous podcast from Woodenville. He said, like, you know, the rules of three, keep going back three times. And we could talk more about the success stories of that rules of three, but I think also in the rule of three, too, if you go back three times and no one's giving you the time of day, move on to the next account. You know, maybe somebody else will give you a lead mm. to that person, but don't waste your time there. I mean, even if it might be somebody important, if it's important, build your brand elsewhere, and that person or that store, that manager might recognize that your brand's doing well, and then they might want to talk to you. And then it's about having a little bit more of a, you know, I guess strength within inside of yourself to not hold a grudge against somebody and take that humility to yourself and go back into that store and sell to that person if they're open to talk finally then, you know, six months to a year later, whatever time it might be. Um, Not to interrupt you, but just kind of... Sharon, people always ask me like, we'll say we'll reference things on the podcast, like insider stuff, and like, right. what does that mean? What is yeah, what, what is a staff is training? You know, mean? what does yeah. it mean for a brand ambassador to go in and educate a store on on your brand? So, um, for you people out there, there you go. <laughs> well, that's that's one of the things I like listening um, to Keena Lake uh, mm. is is some of that inside baseball stuff. Yeah, is like you know seeing it from your perspective and Colin's perspective and Wilson's and. Matt, maybe. Mm. Eh, eh, <laughs> he's still eh. on suspension, actually. So. He's still yeah, on suspension. maybe. Till when? Oh, yeah. When is he back? The foreseeable future. Okay, <laughs> it's understood. Yeah, I mean, at least until at least until January. At least until. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think everyone out maybe there understands. The, maybe the anniversary podcast. You can come mm. back. <laughs> February twenty fourth. <24th. laughs> 
Wilson says, maybe, nice. maybe not. Yeah. Let's push it to April. I think it's understandable. Oh, April. That's mm-hmm. Maybe the first time he ever came on the podcast. That was like that must have been in March of 2019, April 2019. It's memorable, you I'm would, sure. You would think it would be Or was he your very mind. first guest? No, Matt no. McLean was our first guest at Journeyman. You went you went to Journeyman. Yeah, I was writing a story for uh, the Whiskey Wash and then also recorded a podcast, I think. It kind of makes sense. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. Um, to one of your points, though, Jake, you were talking about it, and I, I wish I, damn it, I didn't write it down. Um, we need to have notepads. <laughs> yeah, forget it. I can't remember. Come on. It was, it was good. It was a good question. Well, Steve was talking about the relationships of how it changed it over the last few decades from salespeople um, to what it is now um, and how it's changing where yeah. I guess one question I had, if you can jog your memory. Possibly. Um, when did you start to see brand ambassadors coming in the stores? Ooh, that is a good question. Oh, that's a more recent thing. Right. For sure. Um, oh, yeah? I would say oh, yeah. over the past four or five years. Maybe. Oh, that recent. I think it's that recent. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, here and there, smattering before that. I guess it also determines on how, this, how the individual distillery or brand defines their market manager, right, brand right, ambassador. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're hip deep in brand ambassadors now, right? Right. Which is great. Which, I, like I said, it's you know, you got something to fight for. It's a loose term know? too. I mean, well, a brand ambassador could be somebody come and does demos some, at your store. Some gray area. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> some very gray area. I'm a brand ambassador. <laughs> I'm a brand ambassador, baby. What? What are you? I'm a market manager. Mm-hmm. I'm a shining light. <laughs> <laughs> You're a beacon. Beacon of hope, yeah. Beacon of hope, I am. (laughs) But yeah, I think I think they started coming in 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 droves over the past maybe four or five years. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which has been great. Like like I said, I I more than welcome that. I don't like I said. I'm I I firmly ascribe to the um, you catch more flies with honey, right? Mm -hmm. So like I said, with the people, you know, with the other accounts kicking people out and stuff, which. You know, you hear it through the through the mutual yeah. whatever salespeople or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like what that's that doesn't serve anybody. Um, no, it's uh, I I think with the brand ambassadors and however you want to define it, um, the representatives of the distillery directly. It's been great to have them come in and present. Um, you know, a lot of times with the distillery. Yeah, I mean with the uh, uh, distributor rather. Um, and you know, really get the uh, get the word straight from the horse's mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And um, hear all the facts and taste everything right off the bat, and um, really get the story and be sold on it. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a, uh, I, I don't know, not not in a business way, more like in a passionate, yeah. You know, here's our stuff. Like, what do you think? Mm. Like, here it is. Here's our passion. Yeah. And it's, you know, really kind of sells, sells the product and in turn that sells it to our customers. And it's not mm. so much a, a, a corporate thing. It's more a, you know, it's like I said, I have a huge passion for whiskey in particular. And it's like this, you need this bottle. This, yeah. here's what happened. This person came in. Here's the <laughs> spiel with this one. It's so good. It's got, yeah. you know, I can dig it. Yeah. Describe just, everything. It's just like, oh, yeah. it's life changing. Is a story beginning <laughs> becoming too much of the whiskey? And I've heard I've heard customers recently complain about how people like myself and Wilson were telling too much of a story and not giving enough of the, just the 
the punchline and not just letting the whiskey speak for itself. And I, I find that interesting because I want to know what I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm that rare individual. I, I know I am percentage-wise based on who is a whiskey drinker because we hear every day like, hey, I, from people, hey, I'm a big whiskey drinker. I love Jameson and Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. And there's a smirk that you kind of hide. Um, you hold back from that. You don't <laughs> want to. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to be a condescending prick. Um, but right. at the same time, you're like, it's oh, got its virtues. Yeah, it's like yeah. And that person might drink a bottle of whiskey in a week, and that makes them a big whiskey drinker by the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tangible, but it's not the exploration. Right. And I always wonder. I've been wondering now. I'm like, well, is my job necessary as a brand ambassador if you want less story and more of just the whiskey itself? Oh. Uh, Shit. Tell me, tell my uh, boss right now see. if to I should be fired. Up, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I no, I no, I think you're you're wholly necessary for sure. Mm. Um, I think you get the foot in the door um, for anybody that cares. Right. Um, there's definitely some um, some people out there that don't, you know, that won't give you the time of day, regardless, um, or don't care, or just want, you know. Whatever. Okay. How many cases of that do I sell? I'm bringing it. Done. Yeah. You know, you're right. new. Whatever. Bye. Um, no, but I, th- I, th- I think your position and a- any brand ambassadors or however you want to define it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that gets a solid foot in the door for, um, for retailers that care mm-hmm. um, about uh, giving their customers the uh, the inside scoop on the on the next big thing on the you know on the inside track on um you know oh you got to try this here's something you might not have heard of you know yeah that and and a lot of uh whiskey drinkers whiskey customers are super passionate about that and they got their finger on the pulse you know i mean there's a lot to keep up with i mean it's hard for me to keep up with you know, yeah. keep my finger on the pulse. Sure. You know, I hear things on occasion from customers like, oh, I haven't heard that. I'm, <laughs> wait, I follow how many other accounts like trying to keep yeah. abreast of all this stuff. Um, I mean, think about it. We got right right in front of us, we have Watershed, Pinhook, Sagamore, Starlight, uh, Barrel, Castle and Key. You're like, these are all small brands yep. doing amazing things. Like, how do you keep up with it? How do you sell? Speaking of like barrel, when they're doing all these all this craziness to their yep. finishes and making all this great whiskey out there, how do you sell the whiskey just to somebody unless they're a fan? Like I'll buy any bottle they make, I'll buy any pin mm-hmm. that's sure. out there. Yeah. And it definitely is those people, those but people. that everyday person that comes in the store that's looking to get one new bourbon every two months, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, but mm-hmm. they're looking at something other than like what's in front of us with Maker's Mark and Buffalo Trace, right? And trying these new brands without you or want somebody from the store in the aisle to hand sell it. You have to rely on a neck tag. You have to rely on a shelf talker. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're the, you retailers are still asking us brands for those things. So I guess the story is still very impactful. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. That that helps sell it off the shelf because yeah, we can't be everywhere at once. No, you can't. So sure. that being said, what should be on those cards? What should That's be? good question. Yeah. You know, what should be on those shelf talkers? Porn. You know, sh- Oh, well, well, mirrors that has a place <laughs> considering you know kinky mirrors yeah you, you, know? Mirror, you open up and see yourself can you see yourself <laughs> drinking this whiskey so what should that's, be a question, that's a good question though what yeah. should be like what what is the best most mm. information to be on there yeah i mean personally i would like tasting notes okay um 
Interesting. That's what that's what I'm after. You know, I mean, that, especially early on when I was getting the whiskey, I would look up reviews right away mm-hmm. yeah. and be like, "Oh, what are they finding? What are the professionals <laughs> d- detecting?" You know, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, do I get that? Do I get the orange peel? Do I get the Christmas spices? Like uh, the baby diaper? Yeah, I do get I? It. Yeah, baby diaper. Yeah, yeah, you know, I do get that. Yeah, a little too much. You know, there's. Well, it's funny uh, too, like you said that, because like there was a handful of professionals. Out, like you had the Lou Brysons, the world out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like those guys to rely on, and now everybody's professional. Right. Uh, <laughs> Everyone is. This last this two, this last two years has really uh, yeah. propelled the professionalism <laughs> of the whiskey industry Listen, for people every, who don't work in the whiskey a industry. Lot, a lot of people Everybody's got, got a pellet, yeah. A I lot guess. of people got promotions. I like uh, I like the Matt Brown approach. Oh, it's good. Which is it's good. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Passable. Yeah. Definitely. That's the only thing I'll ever say good about Matt Brown. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I'm, send him this, this soundbite. Sure, I'm sure he'll hear it. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, when it comes down to that, so... Oh, also, for people who don't know, who a don't shelf know. talker yeah. is the card that's on the shelf below or above the bottle that has some information about the bottle that's right in front of you. A neck tag is same thing, but it's around the neck of the bottle and it shares some information, probably less, probably more focusing on an award or percentage point that came from a magazine, um, something like that. Maybe a little bit more information about uh, the proof of the bottle or something. But um, it is viable information for a customer to decide on purchasing a bottle or not if they don't know what it is. Yeah, I agree. You know, the award thing is something that I'm really skeptical. The what? The award aspect of it. Award, yeah. yeah. Because a lot of, there are brands out there that still post, oh, we won this award in 2015. Mm. Yeah, let me tell you, I've I've uh, done awards. What, I've, what I've, I've been a judge at award shows, and yeah. I have no vote of confidence in myself. So, yeah, so yeah. I mean, so that's and that's my point. Not in regards to you not having any. I tasted yourself. thirty whiskeys in an award show, and then went and tasted Isla Scotches, yeah. my last eight whiskeys. Nice. Yeah. How is that? <laughs> yeah, possible? I'm sure your palate was fine. I I knew like the Bowmore Twelve in there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Bowmore Twelve. Well, see, okay. that's the nice. thing. I'm like, that's about it. You know, anything else? I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. It, it goes back to actually something that um, Eric said from your from the Woodenville pick episode. It's like you know we're trying to be episode every... one sixty three day four twelfth barrel picks. Go listen. There you go. He said, and this is uh, paraphrasing. Uh, you can't be something for everyone, but you uh, can't you be should, something yeah. for somebody. Yeah, you can be everybody mm-hmm. for someone or um, everything for someone or every. Thing for somebody, Some, something like that. Yeah. Something. I. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. Um. Every we'll insert the totally, clip right here. Yeah. Totally butcher that. But it, I mean, I think there's truth to that. Maybe somebody for everyone or something for every. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe everything for someone, or something for everyone. There you that's, go. That's it. See. I was just, just gonna look see, it up real see, quick. Because he wrote that in his notes. Oh yeah. That's right. Notes. I just consulted my legal. There it is. There it is. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's just like you know, when it comes to shelf talkers, and Steve, you know, with you mm-hmm. having this, I mean, are you opposed to shelf talkers? Are you good nope. for shelf? You're not opposed. I'm not to opposed shelf at all. So that's why I ask because we just went through a redesign of our shelf talker. Mm-hmm. And I think the aside from the the aesthetic of it, I feel the hiccup that we all clashed about, and I don't mean that in in a negative way, mm-hmm. but we were butt ahead. You know, it's like, uh, what information should be on there? What would promote them to buying this bottle? Mm-hmm. Do we just give them the base 
basics. Should we give them a mash bill? Should we give them flavor notes? Should we give them? Uh, I don't know. You know, God, it's, it's professionalism. Uh, I know. It's, I'm good at my job. I'm muted my phone. Sorry. Um, but seriously, <laughs> that's why I asked because we just went through a whole revampation of that, and I'm just like, yeah. What is vital information? Yeah, yeah, and I would love to hear from customers. You know, yeah, if I, I would to love this. to understand yeah. that. Yeah, because well, like I said, I'm, for me, it's it's notes, uh, tasting notes, tasting mm. notes. But isn't that um, subjective? That's subjective. Though. Totally I mean, subjective. you're leading somebody. It's a, <laughs> totally, but it's you a starting point. Seat too. Yeah. Mm. Um, Good point. So people can pick up. You know, yeah. I mean, there's definitely whiskeys that have notes of this and sure. this oh. for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's like prominent. that's not subjective. Yeah, it's prominent. <laughs> This is, you like, know, hemicellulose had, some, <laughs> had a part in this. This, but you I know. feel those are the more long-standing, consistent brands. Yeah. the Maker Marks, the Jim Beam yeah. White labels. Mm-hmm. You know, those are those are brands, and these are bottles that we know what we're getting into. Mm-hmm. They don't have shelf talkers, right? Right. They don't need them. Yeah. I mean, I them. think even for a novice, I think tasting notes would help. Um, yeah. You know, if you can, I mean, you can be super colorful with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you have the basic, you know, whatever vanilla oak cinnamon whatever maple yeah. um but i mean you can spin that so many ways and and you know get with creative a dash with of it. pepper right exactly where i mean you can yeah i mean you can sell a bottle that, that's that that is solid not you know under under guise of anything else but um you know with with some colorful tasting notes i think would would sell anybody mm-hmm. do you yeah. see um that being said um, usually we were toying with the idea of having a two-sided. Uh, um, is this just a castle and key? I, I know. I think it's just, here. Yeah. Sorry, no. it's, a brainstorm- it's a brainstorming. It's a brainstorming. Brainstorm. Yeah, oh, okay. no, but I'm key. curious because I mean these are things that we need to take into consideration. Yeah. We were toying with an idea of having a recipe on the back side of that tasting, mm. you know, mm. where it's like it's ripple. You know, fun. You tear it off. Hey, take this home with you. Instead of yeah. taking the extra step. That would be fun. That would like shout crush. out to Mrs. Cliff for giving me my first and last <laughs> ever like scratch and sniff. It was a it was a math worksheet. I remember it clearly. Thank you, ma'am. But seriously, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, what can we entice someone to really pay attention to mm-hmm. this? You know, I think a recipe is fun. I mean, at, at bigger tastings, like uh, recipe cards, yeah, they, they go really well. Yeah, I think so. And you know. people want to go home and make cocktails or whatever. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It's fun. And when we did the Star Wars virtual thing, I mean, you included some recipes. And I think people were really like, oh, when you're making this, like, mm. what do you, do you add this and this? And what, you know, they were, they were engaged with that. Also good at my job. Um, yeah. Apparently. What, are you a brand ambassador? Uh, I think. A beacon of hope, I believe. A beacon of hope. Yes. yes. yes, yes. Um, beacon of hope. No, it is, it is really interesting. Beacon and shine. I think it really just shows the imagination of whiskey going from being uh, a thought to now actually being propelled into motion and now really gaining so much more attention and being a very prominent spot in the whole spirits world. Mm-hmm. It's come to life over the last 15 years of even speaking of a 2005 reference where, mm-hmm. you know, like bigger brands were doing new things out there. Right, yeah. um, and then I think the idea of craft distilling was just being, that, that, that seed was just being planted because right. of the craft brewing scene that was just, just growing, oh, like kind of sure. out west, out west. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you were seeing it in the stores too. Mm-hmm. Like more yep. craft beer coming alive then. Absolutely. And then, you know, by 2010, craft mm-hmm. distilling is a thing. And by 2012, it's it's starting to become across the entire country. Mm-hmm. And by 2015, it's a part of this industry. And now we're, we're here and we're having these discussions about 
how can we separate ourselves as an individual brand um, or bottle on the shelf, not even just from our competitors, but from our different offerings, our different SKUs? Damn it. Stop, Wilson. <laughs> well, Steve, I'll ask you this to kind of follow up with that suit is, is that when your passion for whiskey um, really started to evolve in this last 12 years or so? Um, well, Wilson almost fell over. <laughs> I went to sneeze. Wilson's cut off. Wilson's drunk. No, I went to You're sneeze. You're in the trick chair. Two old fashions at lunch. I didn't want to sneeze into Did you? the mic. You were in the trick chair. So I was like oh, this. there's a trick chair. You're in the ejection chair. Uh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I hit the button by accident. Get the shit out of here. Um, what was your question? <laughs> You spoke on your passion uh, for yes. whiskey a couple of times. It was it started to evolve as the brands and kind of the more exploration of this industry started to grow? I think, I, yeah, I think it, I think it was probably ten-ish uh, years ago. Yeah, um, or so started going to like the whiskey fests and mm-hmm. stuff, and really, um, yeah, got hip deep in the uh, in the <laughs> in the brown stuff, um, <laughs> especially. And uh, and and my wife was super into it too. Oh, um, all right. And yeah, for, so yeah, it was it was it was a date, and yes. uh, <laughs> all right. we all three have wives that like whiskey. All right. Yeah, yeah, so which is right. yeah, which is yeah. More often than not, it's like ah, my wife doesn't like that. Like, yeah. Really? Oh, my wife can drink me under the table. Yeah, Tumblr loves it. Yeah, I'm glad you call her by her Instagram handle. It's true love, baby. That's true love. It's marketing. I don't know Brittany's Instagram handle. <laughs> it's just that's her, love. Is it her name? It's Brittany Ains Hooky. That's, it's not Ainsworth, it's Ains Hookie. Hmm. Now everybody can go find her <laughs> there you and go. harass her. Congratulations. <laughs> maybe, you'll, maybe you'll find a better man out there. Oh, man, hold on, I'm going to look her up. Stop her. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah so, yeah, so I started getting really involved. Was there any certain style of whiskey that kind of first provoked your taste buds? Um, honestly, initially it was um, Irish. Really? For some oh. reason. I, actually, we went to Ireland in 2010. Okay. Um, and did the Jameson thing. Yeah. And then, um, which is a really, the Middleton, which is great. You love, oh, you love great experience. That like one of the experience. best experiences I ever yeah. had was the cocktail class at Jameson. It was, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. And we went all over the island, which, uh, <laughs> it's a crash course in driving right off the bat <laughs> sure on the left is. side of the road. Sure uh, don't recommend that. Um, lots of single lane roads. Oh, wow. Um, Get the full insurance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, went all over the place and, and had some, um, some, a lot of local juice and, you know, was, uh, plus Middleton and yeah. got, you know, got the, uh, the whole spiel there and the Irish coffee there and whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. they do it up. And, um, and so really started getting passionate there. And then from then when we got back, it was, you know, oh, we got to go to this fest. We got to go to that fest. Yeah. And, you know, what else is out there? Mm-hmm. And kind of branched out to bourbon. I haven't left bourbon. Although I'm, over the past year, I'm really appreciating rye more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's right. just a different spectrum of... Um, I agree. Complexity. Of flavors out there, of complexity, yeah. So I think it's a category that really needs the education we've been talking mm-hmm. about. I agree. Yeah. That's a very good point. It's, it's, yeah. It is an American foundation, absolutely, right. when it comes it to whiskey. Yes. I think most people know that because um, of that one goddamn song, whatever, who, John Mill and Cooper Camp or whatever. <laughs> he said that? Something like that. Maybe it was him. I don't Jack know. Jack and Diane? Yeah. What? That's my girl. What? Uh, I don't know. Um, don't fight. She's cool. Yeah, she's awesome. But uh, <laughs> I think everyone just thinks spicy 
mm-hmm. some form of sweetness to it. Um, but right. God, there's so much going on. And that's why I love having like people like Nick Moss at Dancing Goat to explain mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. and talk about the the layers, the science of what rye is, and then For working sure. with different oaks to bring out different flavors mm-hmm. and why you're getting more of like a chocolatey bourbon, usually bourbon-centric notes to, to rye, um, the way sure. you still it, the way you barrel age it. Um, yeah, I, I love that. It, I, too, find Irish was a gateway into more exploration of mm-hmm. whiskey. And um, for me, it was, it sounds, I guess, below or like uh, <laughs> low class maybe for, uh, you know, for all experienced whiskey drinkers out there. But right. uh, Jameson Black Barrel is one thing where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. there's elements to scotch in this. It's mm-hmm. not just sweet Irish whiskey. It right. can be something different when you put it into a different cask. And I think mm-hmm. that was launched in like 2011, 2012. Right. Um, and that kind of became my at-home whiskey. Yeah, when I was more into uh, craft beer mm-hmm. time and in the craft beer scene. <sighs> Yeah, so it was. Oh, it I was, could see the. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, oh, what's, what else is there out right. there? It kind right. of opens up your mind, and then uh, for me, the biggest catalyst was the craft whiskey, local mm-hmm. craft whiskey, for you know, journeyman's, the Cobals, and the Fuse. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah. I remember. I remember we were talking about journeyman earlier at lunch, and journeyman rye was one of the first things I tried from mm-hmm. a rye that wasn't just your bigger brand. Right, like, right. Oh, this is and awesome. their spin on it is great with yeah. sixty forty wheat. Like, ooh, yeah, no one's doing this. It has time. Okay. I didn't understand distillation. I didn't understand what yeah. wheat mm-hmm. was doing to that um, to that mash bill. Why it was attacking my palate in the way it was in such a favorable way, mm-hmm. uh, favorable way. But uh, yeah, I think it rye definitely deserves more um, more exploration. And I'm sure our good friend Mikey Pinstripes will, will appreciate that shout out. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah, and you have worked for a rye distillery. And I You've worked for a couple. I worked for a couple. Yeah. You're just on a rye kick. So what what um what was it something about bourbon that attracted you more to that than any other styles? Um I mean I think I think our gateway was makers. Yeah. Um For so many of after kind of yeah, right. I mean yeah, that's that seems to be a, a common um yeah, common path. Um so we did that and actually actually uh makers took us down to the distillery around that time also. In 2010? In 2010, 11, yeah, right when 46 was coming out and okay. Bill Samuels was retiring. Yeah, yeah. It was like right in that window. The controversy of it all. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and he took us out to a steak dinner. 46. and like It was it was really cool. Um, and so, yeah, that really turned me on to, you know, I'd had bourbons before. I mean, I've had everything before. Mm. Um, but but that really turned me on to like, oh, oh, here's 46. Okay, this is, this is cool. Okay, now what else can I try? And kind of branched out from there. And it's, I mean, bourbon's easy to, I mean, there's definitely complexity to bourbon, but bourbon's easy with the basic, like I said earlier, the vanilla, maple. The American palate is very easy to accept. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Oh, this is sweet. This is soft. This is, you know, a little spice. I like that zing. You know, it's it's palatable. Right. Um, So, yeah, that that was kind of my, my gateway to the rest. And just kind of branched out to like like you said the, the, the craft stuff that were doing super interesting things, like Journeyman doing like their really soft, elegant, complex rye yeah. with that wheat component component, and uh, you know it's just God. There's so many brands out there yeah. doing, and they all have their own spin. Yeah. It's but like, I, wow. I feel their size allows them to do so. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, those before us by hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. kind of stuck in a sense where 
we have to make this because that's what we make and that's well, what people it's because want. the bigger brands had expectations yeah. built around them from the consumer right. in the market so you know it, it hasn't stopped them i think beam has made the initiative or has invested yeah. in themselves and everyone in the beam office thought booker was crazy for yeah, doing it for mm. doing so they wouldn't invest any money into it until they realized what he was doing was freaking delicious yeah he's like uh we need to invest money in this because we're gonna get fucking stomped. No, mm-hmm. I, I think there's I think there's a lot of parallels people can make in any path of life. Uh, from I mean, yes, there's not just the beams and then not just the nose, uh, uh, the whole beam family, the portfolio, but even like what you said, your dad starting you from the bottom up to work your way into mm-hmm. corporate right. or to you know running the stores and becoming the guy behind everything. Yeah. You know, Booker did the same thing with his kid. You know, that's what Fred did. He ran through everything, ran and then when he everything. decided to retire, he's like, "It's my son's the one next in line because he's been preparing for twenty yeah. years to do this." He didn't hmm. know he was, but he was. Oh wow! Yeah. Could, Here's the, the mantle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. absolutely. And then and it was all about this exploration into you know, uh, not to call it craft, but these smaller movements of whiskey um, inside hmm. of inside of their their business that they relied mm-hmm. on you know white label for and Jim Jim being black, but he was like, "There's other things we can do out there." Right. And it became a you know, small batch. I think sense. that's coming more to surface now, to your point, Jake, because uh, these smaller distilleries are coming to age. You know, yeah. coming mm-hmm. into age Absolutely. this year into for next sure. year. So we're yeah. looking at <clears throat> rate, and to your point as well, Steve, we're looking at some really great whiskeys that are yeah. six to eight years old. Oh, how, for sure. How did into 2022 uh, now? So how did Malloy's competing. accept the craft movement of spirits? Was it, hey, yeah, come into our store, let's sell you, or were you a little hesitant about it at first? I think I think there was definite hesitancy at first, um, just because that wasn't our model. Yeah. Um, what was the model? I think it was more stock, yeah. you know, <laughs> like Wilson would say, white label, yeah. you know, just just the standards. Just Did you have craft beers? You know? uh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we hopped on that. We were pretty. Um, it was much more affordable. We're in the loop with that, and much more. Yeah, not as much risk for sure. Yeah. Um, and it kind of seemed like at the time, um, more clientele was really like, oh, you got to get this beer in. Oh, I had this beer wherever, you know, and, and it's more, um, do you think having a big local guy like Goose Island to be one of the big purveyors and catalysts of the craft beer movement being local, does that help grow that local beer? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that kind of planted the, planted the flag for us around here for sure. Yeah, because the um, West Coast was talking about like the, the crew of the 89 class out there um, that was out on the West Coast doing it. But mm-hmm. you know, Goose Island was the Midwest staple to do it for us here. It's interesting. And then, yeah. so when did you think the you know the store kind of shifted its um, its shelves into accepting more of those craft spirits and smaller um, brands? I think probably around 2015, okay. maybe mid, yeah, mid-teens somewhere. Yeah. Um, we started doing single barrels around then to like here and there. Okay. Um, we did a couple four roses. I wish we were still oh, wow. doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, people were, hold on to those. We got, uh, yeah. you know, um, but uh, yeah, I still got a couple bottles of that. Nice, it's really nice. Good. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think around that time is really when we started kind of opening the door a little bit and like, oh, what do you guys have? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's yeah, that's really good. Okay, we can we can move this. Right. We can sell this. This is good. I want. Yeah. The pride of having this on our shelves, right? You know, not not yeah, not not even like you know, I can financially move this out the door. <laughs> right. Just like I think the customers would appreciate this, you know. Right, that's awesome. And, and so then, when do you say a single barrel program actually began for Malloy's? 
Um, I think, I mean, really recently, honestly. Okay. Um, like I said, we did a couple in, I think it was 2015 and 16, we did Four Roses. We did a couple over the subsequent years. Was and Four we Roses did, the first to approach you by a single barrel? That was the, f- yeah. Yeah, they oh, were. Shit. It was just interesting talking yeah. to the Gold Eagle guys how Buffalo Trace was trying to push single right. barrels. I was onto listening them. to that. Yeah. 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 They like, used to do like four a year. Yeah, it was like, just, what? You just forget that. The stories I've heard from the Fountainhead guys over the years, you, you people would, yeah. you know, crap their pants to hear that the yeah. whiskey they're trying to give away to right. them. Yeah. Right. For the price. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago, it was unheard of to, I mean, my salesmen will say it now that I do barrels with. They're like, yeah, when I started 20 years ago, it was, you know, sell a barrel of this. Like, what are you talking about? Who wants 30 cases of, <laughs> you know, of this one whiskey to move? Like, they want right. one case Wait, of but you still deal 30 with different salesmen whiskeys. Salesmen that are 20 years ago you'd sell with? What's the longest standing salesman you've dealt with? Uh, he's, he's got 20 years under his belt. Oh, is, wow. is the one right now, wow. I think. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, others have retired, but yeah. yeah. I've so, had others that had longer, <laughs> meant, meant more years, but yeah, sure. they've, yeah. since, they've since retired. So Four Roses comes in. You guys do a couple of those picks. Where does it go from there? Um, we did, let's see, we did a journeyman. Um, Early on? Uh, yeah, in the late teens somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, we did we did a, a full barrel and we did a silver cross. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, you know, it's like five cases. It was, it was an easy... Easy trigger yeah, pull. That's an easy pull. Um, and then we did a uh, once Makers launched their um, their program. We did one last year sometime with them. Um, and then uh, really, I'm I, I don't know if I've maybe shared this with you, but um, I've had a year, a crazy year. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. big year, um, big year. I uh, uh, my we were. Expecting a new baby early this year. And I'd been having some health things. I ended up having open heart surgery in February. Right. I don't know if it, did I tell you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um, and after secrets. that, I think as an outcropping of that, like just kind of what matters most yeah. kind of mm. existential stuff kind of cropped into my business life too. It was like, Screw it. I'm just going to, I've, I wanted to do more barrels. Crap idea. I see other companies doing, you know, being success, successful with them. Customers come in like, what single barrels do you have? Like, oh, we got this one or two. Like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's yeah. do it. See what happens. Screw it. Yeah. And, you know, and here we are. I think, I think t- today we had a Buffalo Trace barrel come in. I think it's oh. our 12, 11th or 12th one since August. Seriously. Yeah. Buffalo Trace barrel? Yeah. Holy shit. And I just tasted it. It's uh delicious. Yeah. It's, it's it's uh yeah, it's you get those very good. you get those traditional caramel and vanilla waves, but it's wrapped around yeah. a nice anise flavor. Um, yeah, yeah. Get a little banana to it. I did banana for sure, yeah. yeah. Creamy it was creamy, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say a banana split personally. Yeah, I had banana like banana foster maybe or something oh, like, like that. that. Yeah. Nice. For sure. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah. That was so good. so it was, you know, after that it was kinda like not even consciously. It was really? so much. It was just kind of like I came back to work after a few months of, um, you know, kind of grueling recovery. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, and expecting a new new baby coming. is just like, uh-huh. yeah, screw it. Let's just, you know, yeah. You, oh, you're presenting this Knob Creek? Let's do it. All right, bring it in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. this. Let's do that. Let's do that. You know, and right. pretty soon we had 
you know, four or five on the roster. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Are we going to pay? Okay. Are these all going to come in at once? And like, thankfully yeah, they didn't, coming. but it was yeah. kind of like, is this going to work? And my brother was kind of like, oh, he's kind of more on the financial side. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, what are you doing? And, but it's worked. It's really worked. Good. And the clientele's here and we're Very becoming good. kind of more of a uh, destination. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the, yeah. the full belief in yourself. But right. also that full investment into into yourself and just g- taking a chance, taking that risk. I, I think agree. I would I would probably guess even too. It's a little bit of what happened just with COVID the last twenty one mm-hmm. months. So many people have stopped pursuing meaningless time and wasting time, and right. now finding something they're passionate about, something they enjoy doing with their life, and making that into a career, making that in profession. Mm-hmm. I know like that's what this whole podcast it became. It, yeah was just sure. taking a chance upon myself and finally saying like, here's the equipment to buy. Like you have the money to do it. You have the contacts to have the conversations. Yeah, so right. go out there and pursue it. Yeah. I'm glad you did. And, and I if, guess so. And if that didn't work, the whiskey would kill it. So. Right. I was just thinking though, if, if COVID would have come a year earlier, I would have been fucked. <laughs> I never would have gotten my job at Star Award. I would, I would have lost all my yeah. beer rep jobs. I would have lost I my freelance photography. I would have lost everything. So um, people that did lose that stuff, I they I, find you though, brother. They find you. These these are like I said. I, I, the point that I made earlier was not only to you know the craft distillers that are coming to age within this year and this next coming year but it also comes into age of, of the talent pool that's out there uh we talked about the, the freshman class yeah, that eric, eric mentioned eric, fifth shout out today yeah sh- <laughs> shout out to eric he <laughs> yeah. really he really did hit on some great points so yeah. shout out to eric of woodenville if you haven't ch- checked out check out woodenville spirits they have the great barrel pick out of leo's we can make that happen um maybe. At Leo's Liquors in Mayfair, check out that Total barrel pick, um, or just in general, their their everyday bourbon is actually quite nice. Personally, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But shout out to Eric. But I, but I feel that there are there is a new breed of ambassadors, new breed of uh, managers, and new breed of 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 whiskey that's coming that's to age. Mm. That I I feel is going to uh, now I'm not going to say knock the predecessors off no um, but I think it was going to make them nervous I think it's, it's going to yeah. it's going to make some I'm, gonna I think it'll make them nervous push for some room yeah yeah and there's shelf space that be had yeah and I and I and again I'm going to refer back to Eric and his saying you know and I've always said this I'm like we're fighting and I mm. remember telling Matt Brown on, on the last episode he was on I was like <laughs> we're all in the same fucking fight. How are you not recognizing this? And I'm ha- I was so fucking ecstatic and happy. In fact, I replayed it at least five times when Eric <laughs> said, "We are in a fight." I'm like, "Yes, right. we're in this great fight." You know, and I love it. I'm pumping my fist yeah. and I'm doing it now because it's true. We are in this fight, and I you love know what it. Such an undervalued component of the fight is just showing up. <sighs> just showing up. Well, being being out there. But it's, it, I agree, I agree, but I, I feel that, but when you show up, what do you show up with? It's easy to show up, Jacob, but what are you showing yeah, up with? A lot of people don't Usually, show up. like, the, you dig what I I'm like saying? to bring the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Editions from, like, the early 90s. Yeah, nice. I usually bring those. Yeah. That's why I show up what with. What was her <laughs> name? That's a foot in the door. Yeah. Right there. What yeah. was her name? She was really cute. Green eyes, blonde, dark, uh, brunette hair. 
It's okay. Carmen no. Electra? No. Kathy mm. Ireland. She's Kathy Ireland. That's my man. Oh. I didn't. I, I knew right off right off the bat. I didn't. What want was to that admit football it. movie she was in? The college Texas State or something? North Texas State? Oh, I don't know that. Oh my God! Was that uh, <laughs> necessary roughness? Necessary roughness Ooh, with yeah. Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad was in that. They, <laughs> they played the Iowa Hawkeyes. And the guy from Quantum yeah. Leap was in that. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Sam, he was the quarterback. Yeah, he was yeah. a quarterback. Yeah, he was, was a quarterback. Yeah, nice. Okay, we're just anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Diversion. <laughs> Diversion off the tracks. No, I think it, but it, I, it is a fight. No, well, I mean, it's a so fight. Steve, like, how does how do you see that as a retailer? How do you manage that fight? Because obviously, you have countless brands on the shelf on the mm-hmm. uh, table right here, and how do you determine what to buy, mm-hmm. what not to buy, what's good, who do you trust? I mean, it's it it really is. I try not to just have on the shelf what I like, mm. you know, what my pa- what speaks to my palate. That's hard to do. It's, it is. It is for sure. But, I mean, it's, it's um, I, I try to, I mean, I mean it's, it's multifaceted. It's yeah. following a lot of dis- different accounts on social media to see what they're bringing in, right. um, see what seems to be moving, take my salesman's word for it sometimes <laughs> on what's moving sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. 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 it's good um yeah and good. yeah but it, no it, it's really hard to uh to kind of walk the line between what you know what what yeah i don't i don't want the shelves to just be like steve's favorites <laughs> you know and it's and it can quickly become that right it um could be. Uh, but I mean, my palate is excellent. No, um, anyway. No, but, I mean, uh, is there certain <laughs> is there certain things you've learned, like from your dad and from your family, at bringing their process of running a, a liquor store, which is completely different to how you're running it now, but taking some ethos or foundation and applying um, it to today? I mean, d- definitely the personal quality. Okay. I mean, l- like for example, I count you guys as friends. Right. 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 You know, um, and I can say that about a solid handful of other mm-hmm. reps. I mean, every one of my reps, really. To an extent, um, some more than others, but it, that's the nature of the beast. Right. Um, but I mean, I think it's that trust in the story. Maybe we go back to that. Possibly, it's that trust of like that that person sitting down here for half an hour to an hour trying to sell me their brand or sell me a single barrel. If they mm-hmm. know the information about it, they tr- they believe in the story that they're saying. Right. I guess there's that foundation right there where you can have that built trust within the, 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 the distillery and the t- person, the two people looking at each other, you know, look each mm-hmm. other in the eye from across mm-hmm. the table. No, that, yeah, that, that goes, a, that goes a long way for sure. Yeah, for sure. Especially if there's a history there of previous, you know, products that have been brought in and like, mm-hmm. yeah, that did, that did score, you know, really well. That did, you know, move really well. People love that. And I love that and whatever. Right. Um, there's value you know, that. I mean, for example, Union Horse with Wilson. Um, quality juice. Never heard Super, of it. I've, yeah, I, I, you know, just a whisper. Um, <laughs> it's a whisper. <laughs> it's, it's the history. No, but, but you know, excellent, excellent, excellent whiskey. And now he comes on with Castle and Key, and it's like, yeah, this is excellent too. Like, yeah, bring it in. Like, here we go. Right. Like with another, you know, I trust him to move to a another quality company that's producing excellent stuff. And he did. Right. I think it's something that we always talk about. Um, really, probably like really an ethos. We take, we take pride in saying that a retailer, a bar is buying us as ambassadors as much as they're buying the brand mm-hmm. because we're the face behind it. You have to trust us right. to get to the brand itself to actually enjoy it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a starting point for sure. Right. Right. 
So how else can we help? Yeah. Yeah. And you said that, you know, you rely on social media, customers come in um, to tell you what's what's good, what's hot, what's been around, mm-hmm. what's new. And was that what kind of happened with the single barrel we're tasting right now at the watershed? I was just going to say, yes. Yeah. I actually, I mean, like I told you over lunch, it was like I saw the urban bourbonist uh, get, get some of this watershed, like the regular offerings. Yeah. And I happened to, you know, I messaged my my uh, distributor rep. I mean, like, hey, what's the deal with Watershed? And like, oh, they happen to be in the uh, in the uh, area tomorrow from Ohio. Like, you want to see them? Like, they have a spot open, like, at whatever time. Like, yeah. okay. And they yeah. came by, and I was only planning on tasting the regular stuff, which looked really good, sounded really good. And um, uh, they came out, and, you know, they presented me all their stuff. They had some great gins, too, aside from the bourbon. And, uh, and then she, and then the national sales ma- sales manager that was here produced a couple, you know, three barrel samples. And I was like, Oh, what's the, Oh, I know, I know what's happening here. I've been in this position before. Okay. Not planning on buying a barrel I know at the time, handcuffs. but it's like, okay, I'll try them. Sure. I'll try them. And right away I was like, Oh crap. Okay. Yeah. I have to, the other two are good, Yeah, but this, this one good. is something. Yeah, like we is, need it. This is exactly and Jake is having a conniption after trying it. <laughs> I tell you, just, this I, what is yeah. going on in it's that glass? Crazy! It's so it's, good. So the last what time I came and world? visited with Steve, I we sat. I don't know how long we were here, but you were just like, all right. So I I've got some ideas for the single day, you know, single twelve days of single barrels. I'm like, yeah, let's let's go through them. <laughs> I think this was number four on the four or five on the okay. list. I'm like, this is it fuck everything yeah. else <laughs> this was just it was different why because i don't think anyone knows watershed yeah it's very yeah not very well you dig what i'm especially saying? here i am yeah. again trying to take the top off and steve <laughs> that but yeah. i just feel because i have to have another drama because this yep. is delicious this and we is, are the, we are the first account in illinois to get a barrel yeah. beautiful Isn't no awesome so this is so uh, this is a bourbon this you know is the a bourbon you yeah, know the mash this bill? is a bourbon four-year bourbon uh mm, i don't I don't off the top of my head. It's a bourbon. Um, it is uh, alligator char. Yeah, which comes off in the nose and then like yeah. crazy uh, in the taste. It's just it's cra- I could nose this all yeah. day. It's this is one of so I don't I, I believe I was telling Sheila about this too. I was just like mm-hmm. I just had bourbon that there's like a it's like butterscotch and wrapped just pine really oak, threw me like, off the road. Oh, like, man, I you you know there's, when you a ton, know, there's crazy herby. Yeah, because yeah, when you normally nose a bourbon, you're getting the more the more traditional notes, mm-hmm. and then you kind of have an understanding yeah. or think you know what's going to happen on the palate. But this is completely a two way street. Where this I, I I know everybody has differing opinions whoa. about using um, single barrels for cocktails, but this would make the probably the best Manhattan I've ever tasted. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, with oh. that herbal quality, with that orange. Yeah, I, I get a lot of like caramelized fabulous. orange yeah. from it. Yeah, I just think and it's, it's creamy. Fabulous. It's oh, I can't yeah. describe the taste. It's orange sickle so for much. sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we call, we called it dream sickle. Yeah, because it's sense. got that creamy yeah. orangey. I'm, I am playing a little hurt with a little bit of a sinus infection, but uh, mm-hmm. I I immediately thought back to Sean Joseph's because we can't not mention Pinhook without. <laughs> Thank you. We almost want a whole other episode. You know, um, so contractual I thought, obligation. Yes. So although I, we do have a real sponsor, I do. <laughs> do we? Really? Yeah. Who's that? Um, I want to give a big shout out to Oxford United over in England. Um, <laughs> we have received our kits in the mail. 
We will be wearing them with pride on the podcast. <laughs> nice. We are big Sweet. Oxford United fans. Hopefully, they'll make their way through League nice. two, League One right. and get promoted up into the championship in a number of years. They'll be playing in the Premier League, and we were uh, early on. So uh, I love it. Go, uh, go Oxford United. Go Oxford. <laughs> Lovely. Top the. I'm not sure what their nickname is. It's a it's a bowl of some sort. So me and Ox. Los Toros. Los Toros. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, big Oxford United fans. No, anyway, I yeah. immediately thought of John uh, Sean Josephs because he never heard of him. Um, I know um, <laughs> he with his uh, first release of his bourbon distillate made by at Castle and Key. Um, is that Bourbon War or is that Bourbon? I think so. Yeah, with the orange wax. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's what the single barrels are based off of Bourbon War. Right. Okay. So he um, did. An old-fashioned where he made a, uh, ah, well done, sir. Yes. You say it, and the pinnook magically appears. He took, yeah. <laughs> he took, uh, he made an, so many an orange spice syrup um, to go with it, and this immediately, this oh, watershed, yeah. just immediate because of the orange uh, notes in it. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that, but also this watershed is fucking delicious. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever want to make that orange spice syrup for this time of year, which is fabulous, uh-huh. um, it is a cup of orange juice, a cup of uh, demerara sugar, um, and eight cloves. Mm. Yes. Whole cloves. Whole cloves. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cloves in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, um, yeah. Make it into a syrup real nice. Put it in your old fashioned. So this reminds me Steve, of Steve, to go back right. to the three samples they presented you with um, for single barrels, was this by far the outlier of saying, I have to have this one? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the other ones were good. Um, there was one that had like a crazy uh, kind of Twizzler kind of thing to it, waxy thing to it. Okay. And the other one was more like, um, like an oat bread, like had more of a bready quality to it. Mm. Um, just didn't stand out. They're right. really good. Like I would buy a bottle of it, right? But I wouldn't buy 180 bottles of it. <laughs> it is. I asked the guys at Gold Eagle, you know, while we're doing this too. I asked, like, would you, is there bottles you'd buy that you turn down from other retailers? Could they be? Would they be? Would they stand up as a single barrel in your store if you didn't mm-hmm. have? If you were, didn't have this single barrel offering in front of you that you end up choosing, right? You know, would you take one of the other five or mm-hmm. one of the other four, whatever it may be? And you know, it's it's differing opinions. Someone's like, no, we, we know that one isn't right for us, isn't right for a customer base. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not a representation of what we want to do, but yes, there are plenty of other bottles out there that we turn down or single barrels we turn down sure. that we go out and actually buy <laughs> at other right. stores when we find them. It's like, oh, you got that one. Right. We're going to go get a right. bottle of that one. Well, I, I had that situation with Sagamore. Mm. Um, never heard of him. I really <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> and Brett, if he exists. Um, ah, ah. Ah. B. <laughs> um, so... There, there was one when we were doing that pick. I, br- I had brought in some guys from the local whiskey group just as a sounding board. Absolutely, more than anything, it wasn't like a co-pick or anything. Um, but they're just they're just friends at this point. So it's just like, come on down, like you know, be part of it. It's a cool thing, and um, and so they came out and they really leaned towards the one that we picked, mm-hmm. and Jessica from Sagamore. And I were both like, no, we want barrel 156. This is the one. And we had had like a preview like, you know, prior to that weekend. And, uh, but the one that we picked was 
man, it, it was tasting really good mm-hmm. when they came by and they were like, made some good arguments and it was just like, okay, let's do that one. Yeah. And it turned out, oh, it's so good. Our Sagamore pick is great. Nice. Really happy with what we picked. But at the same time, Jessica is keeping tabs on where that barrel goes <laughs> and she's going to orchestrate a barrel or two right. like to, to get shipped over here. Which that'll be hard to do with the watershed since they probably won't have another single barrel in Illinois. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Somebody reach out if you get a if you get a watershed single barrel. Right, right, right. When um, you're when a rep whoever comes in presents you with single barrels, is there something you want to hear specifically about the uh, the distillery? Is there something you're looking for in that person to know like maybe more information about the distillery than it is, let's say a distributor rep or you know, is it, do you care more about what's inside the bottle? Um, I think first and foremost, the, 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 I hate the term, the juice yeah. is, is what matters. The right. whiskey is what matters. Um, if somebody from the distillery is here, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that definitely scores points having somebody from, or a brand ambassador, yeah. um, having, having an actual representative from that brand here mm-hmm. definitely scores points. Um, it makes it a little more special than right. just, I'm trying to push this. I'm going to get a commission. You I know guess what I mean? wonder if like they're maybe more clumsy about their approach or don't know the actual um, sure. essence of each bottle. Right. If maybe right. they're just here like, Hey, here's our single barrels. Try them. See which one you like. Yeah. Does that detract you from potential relationship with that brand further down the line? If you're not going to put the energy into knowing the exact measurements or the exact uh, tangibles of each whiskey. I, I don't expect Every factoid. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's nice to have. Right. It's nice to be able to say, what kind of still is it? What kind of, whatever I can come up with. Yeah. What's yeah, mash bill? Yeah, what's yeah. this? What's that? That the distributor rep might not know. Sometimes they do. Sometimes, you know, they're pre- presented with a mm-hmm. great meeting prior to launching it, whatever. Right. Um, but the brand ambassadors or the, the reps from the distillery definitely do know. Um. I definitely appreciate that and find, you know, I'm able to nerd out yeah. with that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, is there something and get that, to the nitty gritty, you know? Yeah. Is there something that Watershed brought to the table that you found out more about them? Um, I, I really liked, well, I, I like their story, which is they wanted to give back to their I, I don't local, know much about them. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they were, I, my understanding is they were the first major distillery in Columbus. Yep. Um, in 2010, I think they launched and they give back to their community. Mm. Um, so I like that right off the bat. The other thing I like is that, like I said, um, when I reached out to my distributor rep about the brand, when I heard about them and saw the packaging, I was like, Oh, this is great. Let's, let's find out more. Um, when they brought the barrel samples out, the, like I said, the national sales manager was here and they insist on having a distillery rep have fingers in each barrel mm-hmm. pick. Love that. Like not just, you know, a lot of companies, which, you know, oftentimes works out fine. You get you get good barrels here and there mm-hmm. for sure. But um, a lot of companies just send out the three, sam- three four samples yep. and just in a nondescript brown <laughs> box, here you go, pick the one you like, what, you know, and, you know, if you don't like them, you're, well, oh, well. Yeah. Your SOL, you know? Next guy. Well, it's yeah. Right. It's because um, they can, though. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They can They can afford to do that. Yeah, but I really stuff. liked that. That was the first time I'd really heard that this company insists yeah. on having fingers in every barrel pick. I think it's 
um, turning that way. Um, yeah. I know the sales team I work with, their boss is a numbers guy to the T. Mm-hmm. He sees numbers. That's where we end our day. That's where we pop the champagne, or that's where we go back to the drawing board and see what we can do. But at the same <laughs> time, he he does invest in brand ambassadors. Yep. He does believe in brand ambassadors. If they know the whole story, let them tell the story. Let them mm-hmm. do the pitch. Let them be in control of, of the brand right. and use them as much as possible, which I appreciate. Obviously, yeah. as a brand ambassador, right. I appreciate that. But I do think that... If you have a, if you are a brand ambassador or if you're a distillery where you can actually send somebody out, even a distiller themselves to go with a local rep yeah. to talk about it, like mm-hmm. use that power, right. like, use that investment. It's a tool that not everybody can rely on. I, we can't have a distiller from Australia come into the market every day or even for every sure. year. We haven't, right. we haven't anybody in the distillery for over a year. Mm-hmm. Our founder now lives here and we get to use that tool, which is an amazing tool to have to have a founder living in the United States. Yeah. Right. But he also lives in the West Coast. It's like you can't get everywhere at one time and be mm-hmm. everywhere at yeah. one time. Sure. So rely on those brand ambassadors. Educate them. Tell them about, take them to the distillery. Show them what the process is. Make them invest in back into the brand. And that's really great to see that that watershed is using all those tools yeah. as well. I agree. I think that's that's huge on their part. And awesome for you to experience. And I agree. I mean, for us even, you know, I know that within the next year, we're going to make more of an effort to bring someone who's not just fingers on, but hands on, minds on into the market mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, yeah, I we may be direct representatives of our supply, of the supplier, you know, Jake for Starwood, myself for Castle and Key, mm-hmm. but at the same time. We get it, you know. You guys are representing them. You guys work for them directly, but we'd really like to hear the story from someone that's actually there, right? You know, so actually, we've noticed that, and we're actually making efforts to bring that to fruition. So, fruition, Mm -hmm. I should say. So, you know, you can expect to see that. When does this bottle of watershed expect to hit the market? Yeah, because that's delicious. It's here. Oh, so it's it's here. Oh, it's here on the shelves. It's at all stores. Yep. Oh, Oh. I didn't realize that. Oh, it is here. Well, people were listening yeah, to this. Dropped a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. I well, as you're listening, your I, it's new. Oh, still new, still new. But I yeah, fully, fully wow. recommend people yeah. coming and getting this bottle. Yep. What's the retail price on it? Uh, it is seventy-two thousand dollars. Seventy-two thousand dollars. Wow. Roughly. <laughs> is that more than that Booker's ten-year uh, anniversary bell? The Booker's, <laughs> the Booker's is only that five dollars. If you buy Watershed, you get a Booker's for five bucks. <laughs> that's that's wow. That's a deal. The, the and thing. you get a hundred dollar gift card to Malloy's finest. Ooh, Isn't that wow. sweet? That? You, you get a free <laughs> bag of beer nuts. <laughs> a free bag of beer nuts on your way out. What's what's the lovely young woman who works the front register? I love it. She's always so kind. What was her name? Fifty nine ninety nine. Oh wow! Uh, Sixty bucks. People, I'm not saying that's, I'm not I'm not leading you on this. That's an amazing price for this yeah, this whiskey. That's, that's on par. Super unique. Oh, yeah. it is one hundred and twenty nine point four yeah. proof. I, I will say I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it does not drink like it. It does drink uh it up drink, and higher it drinks proof. up there. But it's it drinks it, up there. But it's impacted with flavor throughout it. It's I not just heat, tasting heat. And I'm gonna really disgrace it by saying that I would still make a cocktail with it. I don't oh, think yeah. it's disgracing it at all. Do it. That's I would totally it. make a cocktail with it. I think it's, it's Listen, so good. Higher quality components in a cocktail. Yeah. Higher quality God, cocktail. It's more Look orange out of it now. That. Yeah, right? I love that. Says I think. No, I think it's uh, says Mr. An honor to say that about a bottle. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I love yeah. It. we like we find a certain taste and uh, that could be even more um, yeah. provoked out of it with making a cocktail from it. Definitely mm-hmm. go along it's and do delicious. it. Delicious. It's very well done. Very, Is it? Very well done. 
What else should we know I'm, about this barrel pick? Myself. Anything else about the barrel pick we should know? Um, no. No? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I think Except we covered it. It's go. absolutely delicious. Nice. The, uh, the only knock. Come on in. Ask for the dream sickle. I'm not going to mention it. The only knock. What's the knock? It's a personal thing. What are you doing? It's a personal thing. Turn off thing. his mic. It's quick. a personal thing. It's I, a personal I already thing. have. <laughs> it's a personal thing. has this whole time. He just talks to the mic <laughs> to feel important. You just hear whispers. See how that works? We see just how edit that, works? that part out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See how that works. Has social media become a big part of your business? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, all over Instagram the past, especially the past few months. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's really caught on. I really love the the whiskey community. Is great as you guys know. Yeah. Um, it's a great way to meet local people that not only have a bunch of followers, but they're, <laughs> they're really awesome people. They yeah. come by, you know. They have people up here, and you know, it's like, oh, here's here's some barrel picks that are coming out, and like here, you know, get, yeah. kind of give them that inside track, and you know, help them in the store, and it's yeah. just, you know, it's uh, it's helping each other, and uh, yeah, I think it's been it's had a huge impact. Yeah, I think, and it's, like I said, following other accounts too, mm-hmm. like other retailers, like to see guy, what's, yeah. um, you know, following the bigger accounts, see like what's available. Like, oh, I thought that wasn't available. <laughs> 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 I gotta badger my my rep for this. Let me get this. Um, but uh, but no no just to, just to see how how other businesses do their yeah. thing too. It's yeah it's been it's been hugely helpful. I think it's a good way of um, having your father's legacy live on too. Building yeah. those personal relationships. It's just a different way of doing I it. I agree. Oh for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I I definitely take you know I, I think I definitely take after him in like loving the personal touch right um uh, you know i i really i think that there's a lot of um a lot to be said for that and a lot of you know it's sad when i hear some other you know people don't embrace that sometimes mm. it's like mm, it doesn't serve anybody yeah and you know everybody's just trying to do the thing yeah you I, know i think it's an important th- I, think I think it's think an important it's element a, to hold on to it can um, be a mutually beneficial thing yeah well, I think sure. you're doing something awesome here. The bail program's yeah. obviously growing. Um, yeah. We're not the only two reps that love to come in here and nope. chat and hang out. So um, the best thing I can say to you is to just keep doing what you're doing because yeah. it's working out. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I you got agree. another, you got several barrels rolling in pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. you, d- you do. You do. It's come buy them, people. You got three locations yeah. to buy them from. Come out to to Malloy's. Yeah. Come see us, guys. And buy this watershed pick. Yeah. yeah. No, yes. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for the time. Um, yeah, for sure. Thanks for your time during the holidays for us. And, uh, you know, just being yourself out here in the industry. People, uh, people like to come and hang out here. So that's a. Uh, biggest like gold star i can say right yeah yeah <laughs> thanks Shane. yeah anytime. <laughs> um wilson thanks for joining us thanks for being <laughs> here thanks, thanks for being thanks for coming out to the snow and uh yeah well everybody Sorry. else uh, no you're fine don't i was actually being complimentary to you. i appreciate i was being that. serious thanks for being here oh well. yeah because you helped put this together so appreciate well, that oh well no i mean i'm just happy to be here again all right. Well, for everybody else out there, thank you for listening. Uh, if you don't mind, please rate and review us on any platform you listen to this podcast from. Even write us a little comment on our website if you'd yeah, like to. Send us messages. We love, love, love to hear from you. Messages. And with every message, you get a prize. No, Just that's saying. Not nope. That's not true. But thank oh, you okay. very much for, uh, for listening. And we'll see you next time with the Key and Lake podcast. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>